I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everyone and welcome along to your immediate post-match reaction live from Ibrook Stadium for TII. My name is Craig Dennett and I'm your host as I'm joined by Ross Chalmers tonight to look at Rangers 5, St Mirren 2. I think it's safe to say, Ross, it wasn't a, a 5-2 game um, or it wasn't fair that it was a 5-2 game. What were your overall thoughts on on the game itself? Yeah, uh... I thought just just before we get started and maybe analysing Rangers, actually I'd like to give some credit to St Mirren today. I thought St Mirren were were good today. They turned up and they really made it difficult for Rangers. They were quite aggressive actually. They had to play the high line and and they really tried to put us under pressure. And I think we struggled with that a lot in the first half. Uh, granted, the second half obviously turns into to Rangers going on and, and winning emphatically. But I think for the majority of the game, St Mirren were pretty good. So. You know, before we analyse Rangers, I think it's just worth saying that. I think overall, again, today that we've seen the good and we've seen the bad of Rangers. I know we'll get stuck into it. I think the two goals we lose are, are pretty poor, um, but we've also scored some some pretty good goals today and we've seen some pretty good performances. So, yeah, overall, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago when we were here for Dundee United, uh, we won the game. Three points at Ibrooks and the more goals, the better, especially when teams come here and they really try and make it difficult for us. Yeah, I think St Mirren are on a, a good run of form at the minute. Um, Stephen Robson was just in his, his post-match press conference saying that they were going to take some encouragement from from today's performance and they didn't want to just come here and sit back. And I think that's, firstly, credit to them. They, they made a competitive game at Ibrooks. They made an entertaining game at Ibrooks. Part of me does wonder how much of it did feel like an end-of-season affair. Um, today, I think a lot of the fans after, after last week at Ibrooks were... I guess saying that they weren't frustrated by the fact that it went to two each would, would be incorrect, but they weren't as 
vociferous in their criticism, should we say, um, when when that second goal did go in for St Mirren. And while I wasn't as confident as you were, Ross, that, that we would um, go ahead in the last 15 minutes and, and win comfortably, it's it's a sign of, of, I guess, the mentality of the team. And we'll come on to some of the changes that, that Michael Beale made that we think potentially made that made that happen. Um in terms of St. Mirren, I like I said, I think they were they were really competitive and, and they they made it a, a really good game um as it was. Uh, but in terms of the Rangers performance, it's a bit up and down. I felt we started quick. I felt um obviously we got the early penalty. Um Alfredo Morelos passes inside to Nico Raskin who just gets his toe in the ball before St. Mirren defender. Brightly a penalty Ross, I'm going to grass you in here and say that you'd already written out the goal 1-0 Rangers tweet before James Tavernier stepped up and, and, and hit the ball, um, which was swiftly deleted as soon as Trevor Carson got down low to his right-hand side and made the save. I think we struggled a bit after that, Ross. Do you think it's fair to say we struggled a bit after that to to get any momentum or any control over the game for about 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, I, I think I think we will we'll probably touch on it later. Uh, Michael Beale had a few points in the game today where he, he was quite uh, annoyed by Rangers' approach and and the intensity, especially out of possession. He spoke about that, and I just thought after that penalty miss, again, got to give credit. It's a it's a, it's a good save from Trevor Carson. He gets down low, and I just thought Rangers after that struggled to get control of the game. I think Samirin had a few kind of half chances after that. They had a few corners and things, and they were putting pressure on. So yeah, I, I thought that was a it was a pretty tough period in the game for Rangers there. Obviously, it would probably would have been a lot different game if we if we get an early goal like that and and hopefully go on and, and kill St. Mirren off early. But yeah, I just thought after that, I think I tweeted about it. Obviously, after I had to del- swiftly delete that that <laughs> tweet around James Tavernier scoring the penalty. That's my bad. I'll take that one. But yeah, I I just thought we we struggled and. I, thankfully, we've managed to come back and get the result, but I think we've seen that before from Rangers. But they have dips in games, and and that was certainly one of them. Yeah, I felt the we struggled between that that penalty miss until Todd Cantwell tucked away that first goal. It was a really good goal, I felt, uh, from the build up through to James Tavernier's ball across the box, and Todd Cantwell's finish as well off the other side of the bar was was uh, delightful to see, and I thought he had a, a really good game. I see Paul McGarrigal in the comments asking our thoughts on how good Todd Cantwell was, and we'll definitely come on to talk more about Todd Cantwell. The, the manager even touched on on Todd Cantwell and how well he's been doing, but also interestingly highlighted some, some criticism or points for improvement, should we say, for Todd Cantwell. He was named the man of the match in the game. What did you make of his performance? Yeah, I think we've seen a lot of the, the good qualities from Todd Cantwell today and that he's always positive in possession. He's always looking to do something in terms of the moving the ball forward. If that means carrying it, if it means playing a pass through the lines, he's willing to do it. And I think we've missed a player like that for a long time. We're now starting to see a Todd Cantwell that is affecting the, you know, the final the final third for us. He's scoring goals, he's getting assists. You've seen that there with, with Scott Arfield's goal at the end. We're starting to see a guy that's contributing and really winning games for us. And I think we've lacked a player like that for a long time. And we've certainly lacked a player with Todd Cantwell's skill set and that he's always positive. I touched on this last week for the Dundee United game as well. That It's just really refreshing to see a player like that, that he, he does play with that kind of carefree attitude. 
And with that, in terms of in possession, he's willing to to take risks. What I think everyone in this stadium is loving about Todd Campbell is his work off the ball as well. He's willing to run back. He's willing to challenge. I think we've seen one right at the end of the game where St Mirren could potentially break through on goal. It's 5-2 to Rangers and he's he's working ever so hard to get back and, and stop that. And the final whistle goes, he stops a break. So... Yeah, really, really positive again from Todd Campbell. Deserved man of the match. I think he was man of the match before Rangers got the third, to be honest, because maybe there was a few in there that weren't having their best day. But yeah, overall, deserved man of the match. And like Michael Beale touched in his press conference, I think there's more to come. And the manager feels the same. So it's really encouraging to see and a really good bit of business from Rangers to get him in in January and hoping we see the best of him next season. Interestingly, when Michael Beale came into his press conference, we thought... He's probably going to be a bit more positive now, given given the view of the last 10, 15 minutes of the game and the fact we ran out 5-2 winners and in the end it was pretty comfortable. In fact, he was actually quite the opposite of that for, for much of the press conference and he was really intent on getting across how frustrated he was with certain aspects. And interestingly, Todd Cantwell and his um, involvement in the build-up to St Mirren's first goal was was one of the points that he really laboured on, wasn't it? It was, it was interesting that um, Michael Beale was really frustrated with Todd Cantwell's reaction when they lost the ball in attack at that stage. Todd Cantwell, amongst others, it must be said, not just Todd Cantwell himself, but it was um, you could really hear Michael Beale's frustration in his voice when he was talking about how 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 badly um, we defended that first St Mirren goal. I think he, he called it dreadful was one of the words he used. I think he also called it a horror show. Um, were you surprised to hear that? from Michael Beale and what was your thoughts on on that first St Mirren goal? I think I was surprised to see uh, Michael Beale's reaction, how strong it was. You know, you, you're coming into a, to a press conference where you've you've won the game 5-2. You've effectively, it's a very comfortable scoreline in the end, but actually took everyone in the press room by surprise and I think it, it was in a good way. I think everyone felt it was quite refreshing to hear that the manager did not accept those two goals being conceded in those manners, the errors that we made. And he spoke about essentially when te- Rangers come up against teams that of no disrespect to Samaritan, but a higher level, they're going to put you under more pressure. These are the kind of things that are going to, they're going to kill you in the end. So that was really encouraging to see from Michael Beale. It, it shows that we've got someone in charge that understands the standards of Rangers and wants us to get back to where we should be. So that was, that was good to see. I, I just thought, you know, when he came in, I was expecting a lot more of a positive reaction. But yeah, I think overall, it's refreshing to see. And listen, the two goals are really, really poor. I think this the second one is a bit, you know, we found it difficult to clear a corner. And that can happen sometimes. But I think the first goal is just really, really poor. A real lack of intensity to get out and stop the cross. I think St Mirren had about three or four crosses in that moment and we just couldn't seem to get rid of the ball. So to concede a goal like that is really poor. What I will say is, just just to finish here, it's a great strike, right? Sometimes you just have to hold your hands up and say that the boy's done really well. Um, but the build-up to it from St Mirren and our lack of intensity to close the, close the cross down, really poor. And I'm glad that Michael Beale is noticing that and he let the players know at half-time as he let us know in that press conference. Yeah, he definitely did, and I th- he, he he made a point of of making it public that he that he didn't mince his words at half time, and he was he was really frustrated with the players at that stage. We spoke 
just before half time or at half time, just after the goal had been scored. And we said it was almost like the players were just sitting back in the boxes because they knew half time was just around the corner and they were just trying to see it out till that point. But they weren't pressing, they weren't pushing against the ball, they were clearing the ball and then letting, letting the St. Mirren put recycle, St. Mirren players recycle it and, and move it from there. And it was a really frustrating goal to lose, but it was encouraging, I think, from a um, from a fan's point of view in terms of how we view it going forward into next season and the standards that, that we want to see set and the standards we want to see met by the team next season that we don't necessarily think they have they have met this season. I think that's I think that's a, a, a really encouraging point from Michael Beale's press conference, albeit some might view it as being a bit harsh on that one. It's safe to say it worked though. Fashion Sakala made it 2-1 just into the second half. Nice Borna Barisic free kick into the box. Um, and I, I, I think I glanced header from Fashion Sakala, um, sort of at the end of the stadium from where, from where we were sat, but I think I glanced header from Fashion Sakala made it 2-1. And again, we just kind of seemed to settle into a rhythm of nothingness almost just passing the ball about losing it in some some stupid areas re- recovering it there were a few times um ben davies i think lost the ball a couple of times in defense when he didn't really need to or he didn't really need to take any risks and we'll come on to talk about ben davies in a bit shortly um st Marin did make it to each and it was much a very similar situation to the way we conceded the first goal albeit it, it was, wasn't quite as many crosses into the box. Um, I think it was a corner from St Mirren comes in, defended well initially, but then no one closed down Mark O'Hara at the edge of the box and he just squats at home into the, the bottom right-hand corner, about the 67, 68-minute mark. And it's two each. Again, Rangers would, were going to have to reset themselves. Ravi Matondo was on the park at, at that point, um, but he wasn't really doing very much, I think it's fair to say, but how much could we really expect him to do, given how long he's been out for and how little game time he's had. That whole period from, from half-time up to about 70, 75 minutes, what what were you making of Rangers' performance and what were you were you concerned at any point? I know I was, but you, you seemed less concerned. Yeah, I, I think it was a wee bit of shock again from a Rangers perspective that St Mirren had managed to get themselves back into the game. I, I think you had in your notes from the game, and I know there was a bit of a discussion in the, in the press area there around Ben Davies today. Probably had a bit of a tough day today, Ben Davies. I think he has to do a wee bit more defending Curtis Main on the right-hand side to the build-up to St Mirren's second. And uh, I think maybe... It's hard to say, but it could be that Michael Beale maybe felt the same. And that's why Ben Davies was taken off at that point in the game. But yeah, I just thought a little bit of shock again from Rangers. Took a wee bit of time to get control again. Obviously, Michael Beale made that sub with Ravi Matondo. And I don't know, maybe changed things a wee bit. Getting used to Ravi coming back in again. He's not played a lot of football. Maybe unsettled us. But yeah, I thought... I, I very much like the first half. I think we just struggled to recover from the kind of negative points of the game, missing the penalty, the first at Mirren goal. We just, I just felt there was a difficulty to get control again. Ultimately, you know, credit to the team, they eventually did manage to get control and and we've went on and won the game. But yeah, just just a wee things that probably Michael Buell is worried about in terms of, I wouldn't say the attitude. I don't think that's the the right way of looking at it, but just the response sometimes to things in the game, he's probably looking for a wee bit more from the team and he touched upon that in his press conference. So yeah, lots of wee things to work on going forward. 
Yeah, Caroline comes in and says it 2-2. I thought, here we go again, but things turned out okay. That's pretty much echoing what I was saying to Ross at, at, at that point in the game as well. Um, two each, Rangers weren't creating a great deal of chances, even as we headed into the last 15 minutes. And I think that was where, I guess, some pivotal changes from Michael Beale came in. Glenn Kamara, Yanis Hadji and Scott Arfield all came onto the pitch. And almost instantly, we saw a difference in... And the play and the pace of play and the and the um, urgency around around the team and all and almost um, instantly we saw a difference in terms of the scoreline as well. Alfredo Morelos scoring two goals in the space of, of three minutes, I think it was. Um, and just the one that we have a word on Alfredo Morelos before we start to come to talk about the impact the subs made. I thought he had a, a good game today. I think he um, did some really good work outside the box. I've I've for forever and a day being criticising the fact that he does too much good work outside the box and not enough good work between the posts inside the box. Today he managed to to do both. Um and I thought he, he took his his first goal, which was Rangers third goal, really well because he was he was under pressure from the goalkeeper. It came to him quick and he, he managed to control it and find the back of the net. Yeah, I think in Alfredo Morelos today we've seen Probably not the the full kind of the older style 2019, 2020 Alfredo Morelos, but I think we've seen aspects of his play today that we've known that he can give us through time, you know, dropping into space, little flick-ons. And what I will say as well, the, the first goal especially, he takes really well. It comes to him quickly. I'm yet to find out whether it's a Todd Cantwell diving header assist. I think we've questioned at the time whether I was right or not. So if someone in the comments knows about that, please let me know if, if Todd Cantwell got a flick on to Morelos in that third goal. It was difficult to see from our seat, unfortunately. But yeah, I think I think overall today we've seen a better Alfredo Morelos. And again, Michael Beale picks him out in his press conferences. He was asked about Alfredo Morelos and he says that really highlighting how good his attitude is. You know, it's a guy that's willing to train every single day, even with little niggles. He, he doesn't want to take any days off. He wants to be in. He wants to give his best. And, you know, that's with, you know, re- the manager recommending sometimes that he does take a take a break from training. So, listen, I think for as long as Alfredo Morelos is here, we all just want him to give his best. And uh, I personally think he'll move on at the I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify end of the season but if he can contribute to to Rangers going forward you know he gets a double today if he can do that and and the big games especially that semi-final coming up at Hamden then that's great for everyone that's great for Rangers it's great for us as fans and it's great for Alfredo Morelos if he has aspirations of moving on somewhere else so yeah overall pretty good day for Alfredo Morelos today yeah, I'm going to make one more point, uh, I guess, on Alfredo Morelos before we move on to talk about the, the substitutes and their impact. I see Paul McGarrigal has confirmed that, that Cantwell did flick it on for Alfie, um, and you are rightly vindicated with that one, Ross. I'm not bitter about that at all. Um, before we move on to talk about the impact of the substitutes um, and 
how they potentially changed the game as such or changed at least changed the tempo and the, the style of play for Rangers today. Just want to touch on Ravi Matondo. He was heavily involved in Alfredo Morelos' second goal. St Mirren had a almost crazy high line they were playing defensively at that stage of the game, um, which was absolutely perfect for Ravi Matondo. He found himself in space out the left-hand side. Ball, nice ball played played up to him. He, he fires down the left hand wing and he picks it Alfredo Morelos perfectly. Um, which I think Ravi Matondo's end product has been brought into question quite a lot of the time. And I guess that was that was the good side of things that, that we've seen from him there. And he, he places it in Alfredo Morelos's stride, who who finds the back of the net again. It's initially ruled out for offside, but but VAR um does eventually overturn it. One interesting point about Rami Matondo as well as he was playing off the left today, which is not a position he's, I think he's played in it once before. I think St. Johnston at Ibrooks when he had his two assists. Um, it's normally a position that uh, Ryan Kent has nailed down. It was interesting to see the impact he was able to make from that left-hand side, particularly with that assist. Yeah, I, I thought, I don't think Rami Matondo was exceptional when he came on today, but I think you've seen little glimpses of what he can offer, especially that kind of raw pace that he has, you know, and, and that is, we all know from playing football, right, that is one of the most difficult things to defend against if you know that the guy you're up against is electric, really, so good to see good to see him playing on that left-hand side as well, because I think you're right to pick out that St. Johnston game early on in the season, uh, I think he got two assists that day, I think Cholak might have got a double that day as well, he was really good and I think that's where the, he played the majority of his minutes uh, in Belgium last year. Someone can maybe correct me on that. And, and, he, and he got really good numbers. So, look, it's unfortunate that we have a guy currently on the left-hand side and Ryan Kent. And I know there's a lot of debate at the moment about Ryan Kent and where his future lies and is he given enough. But he's been first choice on the left for a long time and for a good reason, in my opinion. So it's very difficult for anyone coming into this club to break in and move him out of that. And I think it's also worth saying as well, Rami Matondo is, he's been quite unlucky with this season with injuries. You know, he's picked a few niggles up. He was out for quite a while when Michael Beale first came in. And, you know, sometimes we forget about these things, you know, how difficult it is to come back from it, get up to speed in terms of the, the, the match fitness that's required to play at this level. So, look, I think for Rami Matondo this season is try and get as many minutes as possible. And then he really needs to go into this preseason with something to prove, especially to this manager, because Michael Beale will have no loyalty to Rami Matondo. Rami Matondo was not here uh, when Michael Beale was here. So he will want the, the best players playing uh, and the best players at his disposal. And, and Rami Matondo needs to make sure in this preseason that he is one of them, because I think he can be an asset for us. And looking the the fee we've paid, that we need to continue to try and get something at Rami Matondo. So let's hope. Towards the end of this season, the next season, we'll see the best of them. Yeah, I've got Paul McGarrigal in the comments agreeing that Matondo's natural position is on the left-hand side. Uh, but Robert Robertson disagrees, I guess. He says Rami Matondo's an empty shirt. And I can understand that viewpoint. I I guess I um, partially agree with you in terms of the fee we paid. We do need to try and continue to get something out of Rami Matondo. It's just how long does that window last for, which, and how long does it does it take before you reach the point where you're just like, right, time to cut ties, time to cut our losses, and and we move them on to to somewhere potentially a return to Belgium, for example, that would 
that would maybe suit his game better. I think that was, um, I think that's the key question that needs to be answered. And I think we will see more of Rabi Matondo, or I hope we will see more of Rabi Matondo as we move towards the end of the league season now, because I think this is the real chance for Michael Beale to assess who's going to succeed and be part of a squad next season and who he does really need to move on. And players like Matondo, players like Scott Wright, players like even Yanis Hadji today, someone who's not had much game time. I think Michael Beale needs to give these players game time in the league as, as we move towards the end of the season so he gets a real proper judgment on them going forward. Um, let's go back to the substitutions that were made on 76 minutes. Um, we saw Ben Davies come off there. Um, we saw Gun Kamara come on. We saw a bit of an adjustment to the strategy. We a bit of an adjustment to the formation. Arfield and Hadji also came on. It seemed to reinvigorate Rangers a little bit. Is is that a surprise to you that it took that for it to happen? And do you feel like the end result was a result of those of those changes that were made and that they had a real positive impact? <laughs> I don't think it's a surprise for me. I think we've seen this season with both uh, old firm teams that the five sub rule makes a big difference now going forward with the squad depth that, that both ourselves and, and Celtic have. They can We can make changes and really change a game. So I'm not surprised that we've seen such a turnaround. What I will say, what was quite surprising about it in terms of the actual impact itself, not the overall, but I didn't really feel that any of those players were really involved, if you know what I mean. But what I found interesting was their just their general energy and just a slight change in personnel just seemed to disrupt St Mirren's shape. And really that's all you're that's what you're looking for, is it from a substitution for Michael Bailey's just tried to change something today for the last fifteen minutes to try and, and get the result. And and it's worked out. I mean, I think I was joking when uh, when we were sitting here watching the game, saying typical that you know you bring you bring Glenn Camara on and you end up scoring three goals. But <laughs> of course, that's a joke. But it's just quite interesting that the three changes just managed to change things indirectly, and just shows that even with a lot of injuries, we do have quality in the squad. You know, guys like Scott Arfield. Again, there's a debate whether this guy stays on, but he is so good in a game like that today when it's stretched, the game is starting, their space is starting to open up, there's a lot of tired legs on there, and you see that from his goal. It's a great run in behind, and he, and he, and he gets the finish, and look, we have quality in the squad, and, and when we need to change the game, it's great that we have you know, guys like that sitting on the bench ready to come on. So, yeah, Bill played a blinder there, credit to him. I think if you asked him honestly, if he expected it to be such a drastic change to the result, he probably wouldn't have been able to tell you that that's what he thought would happen, but yeah, uh, good substitutions and, and good to see that we, we do have guys ready uh, to come on and, and make an impact and with a point to prove, really. Yeah, and before I move on to, to the next point around Ben Davies, I will apologise to Rob Robertson. I picked up his comment wrong. I did say that he felt that Rabbi Matondo was an em empty shirt. In fact, he meant Ryan Kent as an empty shirt, which is a whole other discussion in itself. So we'll come back to that one in a future podcast. Ross, quite a lot of the discussion in the, in the press room after the game and even um, even among some of the, the Rangers group chats that we are part of um, was around Ben Davies and his performance, not just this week, but last week against Celtic and, and in other weeks. Um, what lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What do you make of Ben Davies' performance today? Um... Do you think it's fair that he's getting the level of criticism that he has from from fans? I think when you make uh, an error that he has made last week in such an important fixture, there's always going to be the perception that the player is maybe not poor overall, but he's in poor form, right? And this is obviously a debate, a debate that we've had. Uh, I think we might have had it personally, is in our, and and then the the this is kind of podcast group chat and. I think overall Ben Davies was pretty good last weekend and I think he's been pretty good leading up to that fixture. I think today he struggled and I don't know if that's maybe not being used to playing with John Suter. Of course, he was playing with him last week, but he just didn't look too comfortable today. There was a few times in possession he was losing it. He was maybe trying things that I've not really seen him try. He didn't really play the ball through the lines as much as he did. He just looked a wee bit more tentative today about things and maybe that's went against him. I think he had one in the first half where he tries to flick the ball back and St Mirren end up robbing possession and, and then they nearly score, really. They, they, they nearly create a chance, and it's a good recovery run from John Lundstrom. So, look, I think overall the, the criticism of, of Ben Davies is probably a wee bit harsh. That's just my opinion on it. I think he's done well since he's came into the team after the World Cup, and he's and he's struck up a really good partnership with Connor Goldson. And we've probably seen his two arguably worst performances when Connor Goldson's not next to him, and I think it just shows how important, one, a partnership is for a centre-back pairing. It's something that managers always go on about. It's really important to get that pair and get the the kind of fluidity between them. But it also shows you how important Corey Goldson is for us. Uh, this is a guy that not only is is great when it comes to the kind of raw defending aspects, he's a leader uh, and he organises that whole defence. He's vocal and Ben Davies is the guy that plays next to him. So that can have more of an impact than what we probably think. But overall, yeah, Ben Davies probably struggled today. Uh, but I wouldn't hold it too much against him. And I know there's been a lot of talk this week about is he worth the three, four million fee? Do we have to go and replace him this summer? It's way too early for that. It's That's premature. You know, this guy, give him his first season at Rangers and let's see him kick on again next year. I think really he's, he's done pretty well since he's had a run in the team. And that's been next to Connor Goldson. Yeah, I'll go bring up Curry Muncher's comment here he says Craig outside the box Ben Davies is good but in the box he's been pretty bad and panics I'm not sure I, I've got the tendency to say that's probably recency bias if I'm if I'm honest I think um, up until the old firm game last week Ben Davies was pretty solid and he was really contributing well to the team I think his last two games he's made mistakes he's not been at his strongest interestingly like Ross says those two games are the two games or two most recent games that he's had without Connor Goldson beside him. And I think there's there's a lot to be said for the confidence that Connor Goldson gives his defensive partner, not just Ben Davies. We've seen it uh, we've seen it elsewhere when um when he's when Connor Goldson's playing beside James Sands, for example, or when Connor Goldson's playing beside Leon Balogun in previous seasons. We've seen those players slot in absolutely fine into systems and then become bomb scares. I think it's safe to say when Connor Goldson isn't there. So I don't think we can underestimate how big an impact Connor Goldson has 
on the defence. Um, I think we saw earlier in the season just how how much we miss him when he's not in the team. And I think it'll be interesting to see how Ben Davies continues to adjust and if he's got to play without Conor Goldson beside him for a more prolonged period of time. I actually really liked John Suter today again. I thought he was really composed. I thought he was really good on the ball. I think he... Um, I think he's got the real, the potential to be a really, really good player for us. Um, but I think it's time will tell with that one and time will tell with Ben Davies as well. The, neither of them have completed their first season with Rangers yet, and but both have shown that they have potential and both have shown that they have the, the skills and the promise to to become um, really good players for Rangers. So I would, I would reserve judgment on that one. I do think Ben Davies is a bad two weeks. But I think he's shown in previous games and, if, and for a prolonged period of time, especially since Michael Beale came in, just how important and how good he can be um, from that side of things. We've just touched the half-hour mark there and we'll start to bring this one to a close. Ross Todd Cantwell was given man of the match by the um, by the sponsors today in the stadium. I think he was most people's man of the match in the press room as well. Is he, is he your man of the match? Yeah, he's definitely my man. Actually, had a lot of love in the press room today. Uh, Todd Campbell, I think everyone was really enthused by his performance, and you're just starting to see more and more of his qualities every single week. I think, I think I touched upon this earlier. What I love about Todd Campbell is, I think he was when he was brought in. I think a lot of people felt he's this kind of number ten, maybe a bit of a luxury player, and the best you're going to get from him is from a creative aspect, but. I think what we've seen from Todd Campbell now is he's willing to do the hard yards and it looks like someone that can play in a midfield three for us, but can give us that kind of burst forward that we've required from a midfielder. How long have we been speaking about a number eight? We need a number eight. We need an attacking-minded number eight. Well, for me, that's what Todd Campbell looks like. Uh, Is it his best position overall? Would you maybe get a wee bit more of him one further forward? Potentially. But I think we're certainly seeing a player that can contribute in that midfield three. And next to a guy like Nico Raskan, you're going to get two guys that are the future of this team, really, that we can build around. So, yeah, definitely a man of the match for me from Todd Campbell. I think that's a few he's racked up now. He's doing well, uh, considering he's only joined in January. And, yeah. Isn't it? If we continue to see him score goals and, and get those celebrations out, then I'll continue to enjoy it. So, yeah, really good day for Todd Campbell and he's deservedly man of the match. Yeah, I think uh, I can't disagree with any of that, to be honest. Curry Munchers coming in and saying seven man of the match in the last nine and I think that just goes to show how much of an impact he has he has made so far in, in the team. I think it's really interesting as well just how how well when in games, particularly when Malik Tillman is potentially off it a little bit or isn't quite contributing as much as, as we would like to see him. Todd Cantwell is turning up and, and filling that space for us. And I think in previous in previous seasons, even at the start of this season, when when our main creative player wasn't turning up, we had no alternative and we were really struggling in games with that. I think now that we have Tillman, we have Cantwell, hopefully more additions coming in the summer that will also help to fill that that sort of creative gap that we sometimes see with the team. I think it's a real positive um, and it's really great to see a player come into Rangers and hit the ground running. It's not, it's, for some reason, it's not something we see often, but it's great to see that Todd Cantwell is one of those ones. And I think I'm going to go for Nico Raskin. Paul, McG- Paul McGarrigal's pulled you up on saying it's Raskin, not Raskan. It's one of the two. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for Nico Raskin, but I think he... 
has also hit the ground running and I think he continues to impress game after game and I, I am really encouraged um, by by both. So hopefully more more signings of that quality from Michael Beale come the summer and hopefully we continue to push on from there. Thank you very much, Ross, for joining us. This is the end of the TII live post-match reaction podcast for Rangers 5, St Byron 2, live from Ibrooks Stadium. Um, that's been our immediate reaction, I have to say. Our a more full, analysed reaction will come tomorrow night, Sunday night, live at 8pm with Scott Patterson and the team going through all the main points from the game and some of the, the talking points that I imagine will, will be discussed on social media over the next 24 hours or so and some of the key, the key learnings I think we can take from today's game. I'll be back with the live um, Monday podcast at 7pm um, with the team then and it'll be our usual our usual slate of, of podcasts throughout the week. Please remember to like and subscribe the, to the TII YouTube channel toggle on those notifications and you'll get a, an email every single time we go live we schedule a pod to go live or we upload a podcast to the channel thank you very much everyone for joining and until next time goodbye Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.